joining us now on the Harbor One Hotline to uh, kind of break down not only an article that uh, he recently wrote about maybe the Patriots making a trade, but a guy who has been a general manager and a longtime front office executive in the NFL. One of the smartest men in the NFL's history, I might add. Ah, uh, maybe it was Very wise. because of the uh, 39th he knows pick talent. in the... Five draft, 95, 95 90, draft. Ninety-five draft. I was, I always uh, get it wrong on fifteen-year veteran Christian Fourier, <laughs> but uh, longtime NFL executive Randy Mueller with Gresh and Fourier, and the guy who brought Fourier into the NFL. Randy, I'm sure it is your uh, best moment in football. Well, it's been a, it's been a big burden to carry for all these years. I'll say that. It's, <laughs> I feel like I need to have my ankles taped coming on here with you guys. So we'll see how this goes. <laughs> Well, uh, Randy was the uh, MVP of the NAIA Division II National Championship game in 1982. So we know that uh, we know that you know about uh, getting the uh, the ankles taped. And Randy, we saw your uh, recent piece. I know you're doing some stuff with. I think it's the 33rd team and then some other folks as well. But you you workshopped the hey, if you're New England and you're looking to replace Bill Belichick, maybe call Tennessee about Mike Vrabel. Just kind of walk us through your thoughts on that type of scenario. Well, I, I think more than the, the specifics that I described, it's more about the process than maybe just thinking outside the box, to be honest with you. I just think, and I've had to hire coaches in the past, and I mean, I have no idea what New England is thinking or Robert Kraft is going to do, but I do think it's important to, to try to shake the trees from everywhere and not just take what's already on the ground when you're looking to hire a head coach. So it's a, um, it's just a different scenario. A lot of times you don't think at the top. I know we went through this once in my time in Seattle where we had to hire a coach and we listed the top 10 coaches in the league and then exhausted trying to figure out, is there any way to get one of those guys? And so that's really where the formula comes from is, is there a way? doesn't mean it, it's always going to be a fit at the end of the day, but I'm one of those guys that likes to discuss things because I think it can help bring up things that you haven't thought about. And in this case, I think there's a few dots to connect, but we all know that the ties with the Kraft family and Vrabel and, and who knows, maybe Bill coaches there another five, six years. I don't know. So I, I felt bad writing the story because that's the respect that I have even for Bill and that I, I don't even want to consider him moving on. So time will tell, but I do think teams in general that are looking for coaches have to look at all kinds of avenues to get them. That's for sure. Yeah, I know. And isn't that, that's just good business. Cause even in your very first paragraph, it's like, yeah, you know, I'll just, you know, quote it real quick as, as you have in the past that you might consider it first as part of the process, as far as just like you mentioned, looking to snatch or poach a coach that is already coaching a current team and why not shake the tree and see if one of these coaches, maybe one of the owners, is actually thinking about going in a different direction? It doesn't. I don't think it's a sign of disrespect. It's just, isn't it just right. business as business is being done? It's definitely business as business is being done. And of course, you guys know better than I. How did Bill end up in New England? Yeah. Well, there were there were trades made, and people think about these things. And I'll be honest. I remember having a conversation with a coach or two back channels with their people trying to sort this stuff out. Is this even viable? And they, these things happen. I guess that's it more than anything is when you do do business in the course of that business, you have to be willing to open up deals that may or may not happen, but have these trust in people that you can have these type of discussions. And I think there are a lot of teams where the business 
the the deal making acronym isn't there, and therefore they just end up signing a particular player or a coach who happens to be free. And I think you're doing your franchise a disservice if you don't check all the boxes. So we're talking to Randy Mueller, longtime executive in the NFL, and I'm curious, like, what the initial phone call would sound like with you for like any team, uh, you know, with an owner, if you wanted to kind of, um, you know, hire their coach or do you tell the owner of the team that you work for to call the other owner? Like how would, what would your protocol be? Well, I think it's going to have to be owner to owner. I think I mentioned that in the call. And I think that's the only way these things can get done. I do think there's a certain amount of research you can do just in background, uh, in checking with people in and around situations to kind of take the temperature of if, is this even possible before it even gets to ownership level. I think there's a high degree of trust that has to happen with these conversations, and that's harder to do now than it was maybe 10, 12 years ago because people, it seems like Christian has so much agenda in these decisions that it's hard to trust like we did in the past. And so that's part of it. Uh, maybe it's unrealistic, but, but I would still try to, uh, at least take the temperature, do the research, even if we don't make the deal, have the information. Randy Mueller, longtime NFL executive with Gresham Fourier, and we will get to uh, unpacking his uh, scouting of Christian Fourier all the way back in the mid-'90s a little bit later on. But, Randy, um, I ruled out the idea that I don't even know if it's legal. As a part of a trade, can can you send a coach where a player comes back in return in some compensation? Like, is there any sort of restrictive covenants, let's say, to being able to trade a coach and what you can or cannot get in return? Yeah, it's a great point, and it's been a gray area. And, and I, I'm embarrassed to say I don't have all the details to that. Okay. I do know that people have traded, and it happened as, as early as last year when uh, Sean Payton went from the Saints, but he wasn't an active coach, to Denver. So there's all kinds of bridges and, and dots and T's across that have to really give you the details by which it's going to happen. But I do not know. I know the league would push back. I know the league wouldn't want the, the, the trading of coaches to be a real thing. So you may get some opposition and pushback from the league. How much? I don't know. Randy, that's interesting that you said the, the pushback, the, the trading of coaches becoming a real thing. Do you think there actually is a possibility where this could become more commonplace, the trading of head coaches? I just don't think, for the most part, the league and ownership wants people uh, tampering with their coaches. And, and that's probably as much as anything is the tampering uh, with these coaches is, is a competitive imbalance. And, and just like it is with players, it's probably not going to be allowed for the most part. So I think the timing of it is something. But as we know, the shark always gets jumped, and these things that might have happened in January in the past now start to happen at Thanksgiving nowadays because everybody's wanting answers sooner than later. So, yeah, I don't think the league would want that. I think there's a fine line between making deals and tampering, and the last thing you want is your coach involved in something like that while your season is going on. Wow, just fascinating to me. We're talking to Randy Mueller, longtime NFL executive and obviously the smartest guy in any room when it comes to judging talent. <laughs> 
Um, so, and, and in your column, you talk about, you make sure you reference, uh, you know, listen, this has been done before. This isn't some, you know, random thing. You know, you talk about Bill being, uh, uh you know, being traded for a first round pick, uh, from the Jets to the, uh, to the, to the, uh, Patriots in 2000. Denver Broncos traded a late first round pick to the Saints in order to hire Sean Payton. So, what do you think? I know you have no crystal ball, but what would Bill go for? What would be the asking price for Bill? Well, I don't think it's as simple as that. I think it depends on you can ask for, you know, the first pick in the draft. That doesn't mean you're going to get it. You may end up with the first pick in the second round. So I think everything is a negotiation. I'm sure if there was a place that had a top 10 pick that if, if Robert and Bill agreed, and let me just say this, I don't think anything would ever happen unless they agree that this is the best thing. I mean, there's been so much water under the bridge with those two, and I don't think they would independently ever uh, have let something like this happen. So if, if they could agree that, hey, this is the best thing, then it's a matter of what that particular team has to give. And, and the complicating factor is, uh, let's just say they do agree with that, then Bill's allegiance is that we don't give too much for me because I'm going there to build that team. Uh, so convoluted. I, it yeah, is slippery. It, no, it is. And then there is the fact that Bill Belichick is not only head, the head coach here, he is the chief football operator. I mean, he is the guy at the yep, top of yep. the football department masthead. So, Randy, how do you kind of work through that in another organization? It feels like that's an ownership call, but I can't envision Bill Belichick agreeing to go somewhere where he doesn't have kind of the same either setup or power that he has in New England. I would agree with that wholeheartedly. That's why it's never made sense for me when I hear certain members of the media say, well, maybe New England should just hire a GM and let Bill continue to coach. We all know that's not going to happen and probably not fair to any of the combatants. So, that's not going to happen. That's why, again, I think that anything like this would have to be a joint decision and a joint exercise between Bill and Robert to find the best landing spot. I don't think they would send him somewhere where all those boxes don't get checked and where it doesn't make sense both in structure and in, in scope of, of where I'm going. So, again, a lot of complicating instances with regard to each franchise that may or may not be a landing spot. But I do think the discussion itself is fascinating, and maybe you land on something that makes sense. So we're talking to Randy Mueller, and one more time for me, because I do think it's interesting as a, as a guy that's been involved in so many different organizations at such a high level in the NFL, when you watch a coach, um, i just going to, for the lack of a better term, Randy, kind of lose the team, lose his message, mm -hmm. uh, lose control of uh, it. just nothing's working right. You, know, you respect this guy. You hired him. You know, he's had some good yeah. seasons for you, but, man, he's gone through a couple tough years. What do you base your decision on on retaining that player, fighting through the tough part, restructuring your roster, and giving it one more try? Like, How do you balance that when it, when it comes to your head coach? Well, I think it comes down to, as an owner, how long do you think a retool or rebuild would take? And in, in how, how close are we? And then you, you factor in Bill's age and, and how long he's going to coach. Um, if it's deemed, and I don't know this, if it's deemed that New England is a total rebuild, uh, is that a job for, for somebody else? You know, there's, I think you've got you've to be honest in measuring your own franchise and where we are in the hierarchy of do we have a chance to make a deep playoff run? Because that's all anybody wants to do is make a deep playoff run. If it's 
deem that it's going to take us two or three years to get back there? And that's, that's probably the answer as to how long uh, or who you put in charge of the rebuild. It's always hard, and, and Bill's obviously earned this, this spot. To be the GM and head coach, it's hard to divide and say, well, is it, is it Bill the GM that's got Bill the coach in trouble? And, and that's a hard one that I'm sure they've talked about over the years, that how much input do I allow from some outside source? Um, but that probably dictates for me more than anything the future window is how long till we can get to say, hey, we got a chance to win a Super Bowl again. I know in the real corporate world, questions like this are very dicey and they're very illegal in a way. However, Randy, as a guy who would be evaluating Bill Belichick potentially on the other side, does the fact that he is 71 on his way to 72 years old, starting over in an organization, does Bill's age give you any pause or cause for concern if you are the acquiring team and wondering how long this guy will actually be here? It does not if the team is built under the right circumstances. In other words, do we have a quarterback? Do we have a nucleus of a good group on defense? Um, I think that makes the most sense to me is, is at, at Bill's step state in his career, I don't think he would go somewhere where they're looking for a quarterback or that has a lot of questions like kind of where he's at now. So it's got to be the right fit, uh, but the age factor wouldn't be an issue for me. I think it's more about our team, where we're at, and the, the, the value of a guy like Bill running it and, and changing our culture um, without having to rebuild the team at the same time. All right, Randy, so you began your front office career in 1983 with the Seattle Seahawks, and you were in Seattle through 1999. What the hell were you doing drafting Christian <laughs> Fourier in 95? Hey, I'll tell you what, I can remember to this day watching Christian on film in college, and he had some of what we needed. So that was an easy one for me. Um, I think sometimes tight ends get banged because they're not bells and whistles as receivers and they don't carry the ball. But I've said for years that tight end can change the way people defend you and the way people view you. The best thing I remember about Christian is that he was a good receiver, but he wasn't afraid to block and was effective at both. And that's kind of become a lost trade in this business as well. He, he could do all those things. So that was an easy choice for me, all kidding aside. See, I gotta send that to my son because no, none of the young kids want to block anymore, Randy. They all want to be, they all want to be flexed. They all want to be a receiver, and you tell them to put your hand on the dirt. They they don't they think they're looking for seashells. Yeah, they come up in these seven on seven leagues, and and they play all this uh, recess type football, and nobody really plays old school football anymore. Yeah. Mm. If you were gonna give any tight young tight end advice, would it be to be open minded to blocking more? Serious question for me. I would actually tell him to be more than open-minded. I was, would tell him it's a must because you'll have a position even when your legs leave you that as a blocking tight end, you will have a role. That's how you play 15 years in this league. So I also would tell him, hey, by the way, learn how to deep snap. You might play 18 years if you can do both. Man, that's the one thing, the one thing I didn't do. You know what? Because I was a snob. Yep. I was a snob. I'm not going to lie. So yeah. the way the kids yeah. don't want to block now, yeah. Fourier, back in the day, uh, you didn't want to learn I, I, wait, That's a great point. I would tell, like, I have some friends of mine, and their kids are, like, good athletes, but there's really no real chance for them. I said, teach them to throw a ball between their legs. You'll yep. never get no hit, doubt. and you'll have a career for 13 Brian years. Brian Kinchin got a Super Bowl ring out of it, right with place, hand. right time, with, with one, one hand. hand. <laughs> that's right. Now, Randy, last thing for you. <laughs> 
As you can imagine, uh, two football guys here, there's a lot of football propaganda on this show. And one thing that has been uttered by, well, half of this show has been that after the quarterback, the tight ends are the smartest guys on the field because of what they have to know. Randy Mueller, you've been in football your whole life. Is that true or not? I definitely think it's true, and I'll equate it to this. When we hired coaches, we always felt like the tight end coach was the most important coach outside the obvious ones because they had to be involved in the passing game. They had to be involved in the running game. We thought it was a giant deal. I, I think at, at some point Andy Reid coached tight ends in Green Bay. So I think that position as a player and a coach really has to involve the whole offense. So I do think it's important. I also know that position has to play, have some value to special teams. There's just tight ends are built a certain way. They're like the linebacker of the defense. And so they can be involved in so many ways. They, they have to be, I think, a student of the game to do it. And, and so I don't disagree with that statement. Wow, you're beautiful. You are a beautiful human <laughs> being. I love you for life. Thank you for finally, finally setting the record straight for all these yahoos who just mm. insist. They, they just don't get it. I tell you what, I can end today on a high note. Randy, you're the best. Our my favorite guest of all time. There we Done. go. It was it was actually oh, you're great. No, it was a great chat. And Randy, hopefully we've uh, got plenty of reason to catch up with you down the road. Enjoy the holiday and uh, thanks for the perspective. Great stuff. Anytime, guys. Have a good Thanksgiving. Uh